everybody listening to this today, don't try to think you've got to stop being who you are to be okay. You just have to find a way to love and care for who you are in all your screwed upness, in all your stuff that you got going on. Hello, my people. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, man. Hi, guys. It's so good to be with you today. Man, life, right? Am I right? I won't get into it today. And it's not really my story to tell, but it's been a week for us. It's been a week for me. You know, I just want to acknowledge, like, if you're struggling because of choices that others in your life are making, and it not only just frustrates you, but maybe it makes you sad or grieves you or just hits places inside of you, I just want you to know you're not alone. You guys, I literally don't know how people survive turbulent times without faith, uh, without Jesus. And I know it can be complicated, especially when we've been hurt by the church or just in relationship to our faith. But man, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. Okay. And I don't mean that in a cheesy way. So yeah, I've been struggling. I've been on the struggle bus the last few days. You know, just difficult things. And like I said, it's not my story to tell, so I won't tell it. But we all have those situations and struggles in our life. And maybe it's your kids or your spouse or a business associate. Maybe it's your parents are struggling. Just something or some situation. It's rocking your world. We have it at times, right? And hang in there. This too shall pass. I love the quote, this too shall pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it will pass. I've had a couple of kidney stones in my day and I've birthed a few bait or no, not a few, a couple of babies in my day. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I've only birthed two children, Mackenzie and Zach, and I would gladly have another baby without an epidural than pass a kidney stone. There's just something to it. Anyways. Okay. I digress. So you guys, Sometimes there's nothing that we can do but learn, um, again, to surrender and find our own balance in these things so that we don't, uh, we're not so affected and we're not so rocked by these situations in life. But good luck. (laughs) It's hard. Um, I don't mean good luck sarcastically. I just mean it's hard. So be patient with yourself. Okay. You guys, I just want you to know I'm so grateful you're here. I'm grateful that the Lord has led you to this podcast. This is holy ground for me, and I'm honored to share this time and this this process with you. And I'm honored to share the journey with you. So like I've said a zillion times on this podcast, your life may look beautiful to the outside world, but internally, if you're struggling, you're not alone. A lot of us high achieving perfectionist type people, things look great on the outside, but there's a, there can be a disconnect and a struggle inside. And you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any time at all, doors are still open for my program, The Feel Better Journey. Doors actually close on February 2nd. We launch next week, February 5th, for our first in-person Zoom meeting. And But, you know, if you're feeling like the stress of life and you just feel like something's wrong, but you can't really put your finger on it, First of all, I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself and trying to find some serenity in the storm. Trust me, you would not be listening to this podcast if you weren't trying to find some serenity in the storms of life. And you guys, that's one of the gifts of discomfort. It's one of the gifts of discomfort. It always pushes us forward to find to find our tools and, and ways to learn how to thrive in the storm of life. And if you're longing for it, like if you're desiring You might be scared of it, but if you're desiring authentic community, check out the Feel Better journey in the show notes. If the idea of grace seems like a great concept and idea, but it's not something you can truly grasp for your own life, like maybe you can understand God's grace for others, but not for your own internal world. Or maybe you just have your own challenges with family dynamics or addiction in the family and 
all those things that just create this inner turmoil. I want to invite you into this round of the Feel Better journey. I know some of us just feel like, man, this this can't just be how it's supposed to be, like with this inner turmoil inside. And if you're struggling with judging yourself or even judging others or struggle, and then you struggle with guilt about it, man, I know how exhausting and isolating the struggles can be. And it's one of the reasons why we created the Feel Better Journey and the community. I hear people all this time say, you know, I feel like I'm just too much or I'm just too emotional. Or if people really knew the real me, they'd run away. If you have those thoughts, like the root of those thoughts is this pesky judgment that's creeping in and creeping up. And honestly, that judgment of yourself leads to self-sabotage and continually self-sabotaging ourselves and living under that cloud of judgment. It's exhausting. And we get into all of that in the Feel Better journey. Like we find ways to unpack that and to walk free out of self-sabotaging or at least be aware of when it's creeping up because it creeps up in ways we have no idea. Like we would have never even labeled that as self-sabotage. And I know we have thoughts, I don't really have time for a process or can anything really help? Those thoughts alone, those sometimes are self-sabotage as well. And sometimes those walls that we've built up man, it's just isolating us more and more and we become like our own little isolated island and it's no way to live and I don't want you to live that way. Anyways, if you want to start dealing with or continue to deal with or look through another perspective of how to deal with self-sabotage and and judging yourself and all the things that are inhibiting you from actually enjoying life, let's go. Jump into this round of the Feel Better journey. There's a place for you. We have an amazing, authentic community. We, we walk through it step by step. So all you have to do is show up for yourself, do the work, and let transformation happen. You guys, it's beautiful. It's holy. It's sacred. And I love this time with our community. So jump in the show notes, click through the link, and sign up today. Or go to www.dannysumner.com forward slash the Feel Better journey. And I'll see you inside the program. And I hope more than anything that you know that you're not alone and that you're loved. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, God's not done with you yet. Don't give up on yourself. I love you guys and I'm so grateful you're here. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Oh my gosh, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have Jim with us. Jim, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Daddy. Good to be back. Yes, it's good to have you back. So I thought today we would talk about how... Do you manage yourself when life feels unmanageable? And we talk about how some of our lives are just really difficult or difficult circumstances within our lives that we don't have control over. 
you know, there's a lot of talk in recovery rooms and churches and like about surrender to God and our powerlessness. Like, can we just talk about all of that? Your thoughts, your wisdom. And I've got my notebook and a pen. So give it to me, Jim. Okay. Well, let's think about what's unmanageable. You know, you talk to people all the time, all the time. What do people come to you and say, man, oh man, I just feel so out of control. What do you hear? Well, I think relationally, spouses with issues or their children, they, you know, can't control with the choices that their children are making. As we have growing up kids, we have less and less control over who they are and the choices they make. I think so much of life is out of our control. And I think that a lot of us try to control things because maybe childhood was scary and control seems stable. But in reality, what do we really control anyways? People struggle with their emotions being out of control. Like if I think at the core of a lot of us, we struggle with not feeling like we have control even of how we feel or our emotions or our thought life. You know, and there's a scripture, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, which is beautiful. But when it comes down to it, how much do we really even control the thoughts that come into our mind and into our head and then the feelings that they cause? You know, so I think that there's a lot of things. I think it can be relationally with people. I think it can be we don't even really control the relationship we have with ourselves. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff outside that mm -hmm. just scares me. Mm -hmm. What kid doing X, Y, or Z or a spouse that's struggling or finances that are scary and we're just on the edge or my schedule is crazy or I've got, you know, a parent that's, you know, in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that external world and my internal world, right? We just are out of control with our internal world. I just feel overwhelmed with yeah. it so much. You know, I was thinking, Danny, that we as humans, we are really blessed with the ability to imagine, mm -hmm. right? We have this ability to project forward, mm -hmm. to think of something where, you know, we can think down the road a day, a week, a month, a 10 years, 40 years, right? And most animals don't do that. You know why your dog is so happy? Because tomorrow doesn't exist for your dog. All that exists is today. So your dog is just in today. And we, we can put ourselves in tomorrow and further. And that means we try now to manage not only today, mm -hmm. which your dog can do easily, which we probably could do decently, but we're trying to manage tomorrow too. All the imagined tomorrows. Mm. Oh, it's overwhelming. It's just, it's just so much, right? And heck, throw in all the media and the news and our exposure. And oh my gosh, how do I, how do I manage all that? Even if I know I can't fix the Ukraine or Gaza, I have reactions to it. I have feelings about it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm faced more and more with things I can't control. Mm. So I guess. I sort of think it sort of steers me towards thinking about how in the world do I find peace when I can't control things? In the end, I can't really control the way it goes. What do, what do I do, you know, to, to be okay with not knowing? Because we don't know, Danny. I don't know, tomorrow we could get cancer or something bad could happen. I, you know, stuff happens, right? I just don't know. How do I be okay with not being able to control it all? As we both know, yeah, we do know it's an illusion, right? There's so little we really have control over, even of ourselves kind of thing. So I think that sense of overwhelmness, feeling flooded, feeling drowning, just emotionally, can't keep up with it all. I think it's hard. But let me give you some thoughts of, as I got to do it too, and I'm sometimes good and sometimes not. <laughs> so I got things about me too that are hard. And the scripture 
take captive every thought is really hard because that assumes that you can take captive every thought. It assumes somehow that you, it's you. And therefore, if I'm not doing that, then I must be doing something wrong. Now I feel overwhelmed and I feel guilty. Yeah, and ashamed. Exactly. And I don't have the peace that surpasses understanding guarding my heart and mind, right? What the heck is that, right? <laughs> so Pretty word, Paul. Thanks a lot. So I would say, let me just say a couple things, you know, and this will be incomplete, but it's a start. I know in my life, I have got to find ways to create margin in my life. I've got to find ways to set boundaries to take care of myself. If I'm not, if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not getting exercise, if I'm consuming too much news, I'm toast. I'm toast. Because it just stimulates my, you got to remember, we're body, soul, spirit. The stuff you do stimulates your body. Everything's a chemical, electrical process in our body when you get right down to it, at the very core of it. So... I'm watching the news, my body's reacting chemically and electrically to that stuff. That's how I have thoughts and feelings and interact with it. Well, too much of that, and I'm there's no margin, I'm in trouble. So I've got to create spaces and places where I let my body catch up to itself and calm down. Mm. Now, that could be for some people going on a good mountain bike ride because their you know, the body gets hijacked by the intensity of the ride, a very singular, very mindful kind of thing to do. It could be gardening in the yard. It could be doing a mindfulness exercise. It could be even vegging out on a Netflix series. Sometimes all that stuff can be helpful. They're not, all of them can be beneficial. But I say this, I think most of us are sort of living lives that are not very sustainable, me included at times. We consume too much. We don't get enough sleep. You know, we're eating on the go. So I think often it's just trying to create margin. You know, in a way, work from the outside in. Mm. Because the inside tools that we'll talk about in just a minute are good and important, but man, try to create a life that you can live in. If you're trying to create tools to live a life that's sort of crazy, uh, you're probably not that good. Okay. Now, the hard part is we wake up in these lives, you know, as we're trying to get recovery and trying to take care of ourselves. There's a lot of things we can't download. <laughs> I'm not sending the kids back, you know. <laughs> Maybe some of my health issues, I may, my body may not get back to what it used to be. You know, I got a mortgage I got to pay. There's, a, you know, there's all this stuff that we have that maybe if we were wiser, we would have made a few of different choices 20 years ago, but we're in this life. But slowly, we can shape that life. And so, man, sometimes the biggest bang for your buck isn't like learning more tools. It's just creating a life that's easier to live in. So you don't need so many tools. It's so true. It's so hard, though. A lot of us, I think, are so conditioned and it's normalized to be on the go, busy and chaotic, right? I was talking with a friend earlier today about she's like a little bit addicted to the chaos. So even when she tries to sit down to have some stillness, she not only feels guilty, it feels wrong. Like peace actually feels wrong to her. So we were trying to unpack and get some options and solutions because peace it does feel wrong when we're so addicted to the adrenaline of chaos and drama and go, go, go. And I don't say that in a negative way. I think we all, you know, life can be chaotic and hard. And so we get stuck in these cycles. You're right. Yeah. Though, but it's like, how do you not feel guilty building margin into your life? I, for one, I used to feel so guilty taking time to build margin and it felt selfish. But I know that was the key, right, to do things, self-care, soul care. We were just flying home from a trip and the stewardess said, what do they say about the oxygen, oxygen mask? mask? Yeah. Right. Like put the oxygen mask on yourself first or you're going to be no help to the people next to you. And so that's where 
that illustration always sticks with me of like, I've got to build in margin. I've got to be able to breathe healthy and have space. Otherwise, I'm a reactive, use the French word, but bitch to everybody around me. And I'm more hard on myself and, and all of that. So like, how do we build that margin in, Jim? How do we give ourselves permission? So that's a really good point. And I like what you said, like, okay, let's say, all right, I'm going to force myself to stop and I'll sit and turn on a mindfulness app or something on my phone, right? And I just sit there and I feel more stressed out, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I got stuff to do or, oh gosh, I'm not doing it right or what the heck's this all about? I'm bored, right? I might looking for something to distract with because of that, you know, I'm a junkie for all that attention or that adrenaline. You're right. And that's just telling you, and I'm not good at it either. I'm more of a type A personality. So it's, that is not easy for me to do. But everybody that I appreciate when I read them and hear them and talk to them is they all focus on you need to develop that contemplative life. You need to create some space for yourself. You've got to slow down. And in the slowing down, what I like about the mindfulness is that mindfulness is trying to teach you to then learn how to breathe and re-regulate your body. You're working with your body to try to re-regulate it and then how to regulate how you relate to your thoughts. So this is that internal work, okay? And I appreciate what they're telling me, even though it's hard for me to do this, but it's like, okay, I have got to create margin in my life and I got to try to really seriously look at how I create a life that's more livable Mm -hmm. as we're a very high stress world and we're in our society, especially as it gets more developed, the stuff we have to manage and handle now we got to learn the latest computer stuff, right? We got to figure out how to do our phone, X, Y, or Z in our phone. And we got to figure out this new computer program. I tell you, it's very complex. Mm-hmm. I've got to try to create margin. Secondly, I've got to create an inner world, some space for me to relate to my inner world. That may be very small, a little, little ways in which I'd be a journal a little bit. I begin just to recognize that there's something going on inside. I can start to identify my thoughts and feelings. Maybe I'm quieting down enough just to listen to the inner voice that's going on, right? And sometimes that's all you need just to start with is just become more observant of yourself. Mm. Label it a little bit, okay? Because I think a lot of us are just in it. We feel ourselves. We're very self-conscious, but we're not really able to observe ourselves. And I think there's a difference between experiencing and feeling myself versus observing myself. And that ability for me to observe slowly allows me to begin to speak to and have wisdom as I try to take care of and you know work on my experience. That is such a good point. Can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah. Yeah. So that is such a good point. And you guys, what Jim is talking about. So let's say, for instance, you're like, well, I don't want to observe what's going on because I already know I just hate myself. I'm not living up to my own expectations. I'm a perfectionist. Like I'm never good enough. Like, so we think these thoughts, right? So what Jim is saying, you guys, is yes, you're feeling it. And so it's all negative and you're feeling those thoughts. So if you put it on a piece of paper and you're like, I'm not who I want to be. I let my kid down. I did this wrong. Like you begin to observe yourself when you get it on the paper. And one of the things that you can do is that human nature is to judge, right? So we're judging these thoughts. But when we get them on paper, you can kind of be able to get some distance from it. So you're not just feeling it so much viscerally. You can start to do like a little bit of self-talk when you're talking about, you notice your perfectionist tendencies coming up. Like, wow, man, well, I'm a perfectionist because I'm still trying to work for my worthiness because nothing I did as a kid was ever good enough, right? Right. So when it's in our heads, we just are very self-deprecating. When we can get it on paper, I feel like we have half a shot to kind of look at it and observe it and not just be so defined or confined by it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so 
I think it's important that you have these thoughts. God, you know, God, I don't like how I look. I hate my body. God, I can't believe I, you know, I should have done X, Y, or Z, or man, I've let this person down, or God, I'm so, uh, I'm so X, Y, or Z, the negative stuff we have about ourselves, right? Yeah. That's one level. That's just experiencing me. Mm-hmm. Just the ability for me to say, oh, there's that self-criticalness. Oh my God, gosh, there is that negative, self-critical, shitty committee, mm-hmm. okay? Just me putting a label to that begins to give up a little bit of space to take a little air out of that balloon, okay? Mm-hmm. So labeling my experience, not having to change it, Danny, because then, then what happens is I now I gotta, I'm so awful, I'm always beating myself up, right? So you beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Yes. Uh, you're stuck, right? So, but if I say, oh gosh, I really struggle with beating myself up. Now, the key is radical acceptance of it without having to change it, which is so hard because we want to change it, right? But if you try to change it, you're going to set yourself up for a cycle of defeat and frustration. It's like a diet, right? Mm-hmm. First step is I'm just observing and labeling, just noting it, okay? And the key is to come with gentleness and compassion to that process. And if, if you're like me, you just sort of come back to the same stuff. You just see the same stuff. And me, I see that same fear, the same anxiety. Oh, there's that fear again. There's that worry. There's that mistrust, right? Mm-hmm. And part of me wants to judge myself for it, okay? And I really work hard to say, don't judge yourself for it. That's okay. You know, this is where we, you and I have talked a lot about, this is where we can sort of embody that as the inner child. And, you know, we just try to make a more sympathetic image of that. And it's, it's all good. It's all true. It's like, okay, I've just seen that part of me. And you know you would do this because you would do it with somebody else. If you're at lunch with somebody and they're saying, oh, God, I'm such a screw up. I can't believe it. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm never going to get, I'm never going to get this. And I've tried so, but I just feel hopeless. And you'd be the first to say, oh, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. I must feel crappy. I'm sorry, man. I, I love you. And, you know, you'd give them encouragement, right? You wouldn't shame them. So I think that ability to observe without trying to fix or change is a start. And really, in many ways, that is the answer in the end. And people, it's, it's so hard to trust this, to realize I don't have to change anything for me to be okay. I just have to observe it with acceptance. That is so hard to actually believe that. That sounds so weak, you know, and sort of like pie in the sky, right? But to really believe nothing has to change except that you, well, something has to change in the sense that you are able to observe it and to bring acceptance to it. So it's acceptance itself that's the answer. And that by itself, it's almost like it'll infiltrate. Yeah, it's going to slowly infiltrate into, it's like yeast. You mm-hmm. put yeast into a dough or to flour or whatever, it creates this dough. Well, it, it takes time. You got to go, what do they call it when they put it in a drawer? Proof it. You got to proof it. So we are being proofed, Danny. <laughs> that is so good. Slowly try to get into us. But could you be okay? Could you say, well, Okay, I got these parts of me. I got this stuff that stresses me out, mostly because I'm trying not to be who I am. Mm-hmm. If I really say, ah, this is sort of me, this is my weakness, this is sort of my stuff. Okay, because of that, I know now how better to take care of myself. In 12-step, they'd say, well, yeah, you're an alcoholic. Don't try to change that. Just come to the meeting. In fact, they even say, don't stop drinking. Just come to the meeting. Don't try to change it. Just come. We'll love you. Tell your story. We'll tell our stories. And slowly through that, you'll find a way to you know, take care of yourself. But it's absolutely true. Same thing for us. Don't try to change it. Everybody listening to this today, don't try to think you've got to stop being who you are to be okay. You just have to 
find a way to love and care for who you are in all your screwed upness, in all your stuff that you got going on. Because we do have external stress. I get it. I want to have boundaries and that's all tied to great margin. And I have internal stress. I tend to think my internal is probably more powerful than the external. The answer to so much of that is learning how then to slow down enough to be able to bring grace to those parts of myself. You know, honestly, that Danny, you interact with your external world in a, from a different position, a different place. You will have wisdom. You will have intuition and wisdom as you deal with some of those things in your life out there in your world. Yeah. Okay. That's a start. That's brilliant. I love that. That was great. That's a start. Yeah. We'll pick this up another time. Yeah. No, we will. Man, that was awesome. Thank you, Jim. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.